Welcome to the Small Bowler Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is more than an athlete, Brandon Siegel. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. I like the LeBron quote. Uh, I have a shirt that says more than an athlete, um, which I bought off Nike or finish line, one of them. Uh, it's LeBron's like quote. Um, very good thing he's doing there. I like it a lot. So I, I like that. That was one of, the, one of the few intros that I like a lot. Yeah, I know you like that one because I know how much you like LeBron. So. I, do, I do like LeBron a little bit. But only a little. More than a little. I would <laughs> I would say more than most people. Um, also, we, of course, have to introduce our wonderful producer, expert, master of life, Max Marco. How you doing, Max? Good. How you guys doing? Doing wonderful. Good. As always, excited to be here with you and uh, excited to make another episode of the podcast. Trevor, why don't you give us the rundown for today's episode? Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about Georgia Tech. Uh, they have been banned from the 2020 NCAA tournament. Uh, LaMelo Ball, now in mock drafts, he is rising up the ranks, playing well over in Australia. Then we're going to talk about the NBA rankings 1 through 100 that were done by ESPN recently. And um, there's a new thing about in the NBA that they're going to crack down on their heights and ages, make sure that they are uh, the actual right height and age. We'll get into that. That's kind of strange. Then we'll get into small talk trivia, randomly ranked. And our main topics for the week, which are going over uh, this past week of college football and then getting into previewing next week's games as well as then getting into the NFL games from past week and this week. And of course, as always, it'll be a uh, fabulous episode here. Um, And like you said, to start us off, we're going to go over some Georgia Tech, uh, some very interesting things out of Georgia here. Georgia Tech is banned from the 2019-2020 postseason play for men's basketball and they're under four-year probation with multiple recruiting violations what what could georgia tech have violated what who's going to georgia tech yeah so uh the two players that it listed here in this article i'm reading are josh kogi who is i i hope i pronounced that right he's now an nba and tadrick jackson who were suspended i believe last season for accepting benefits including apparel meals and transportation so that seems to be like the main uh, reason why they've gotten the ban. Now, Georgia Tech is rarely a good college basketball team, so this is um, kind of funny. Um, on Twitter, when I saw this report, there were some funny comments um, in the replies, kind of talking about how basically implying that Georgia Tech's not going to go to the NCAA tournament regardless, so this does not matter. What was the tweet you, you told me earlier? It was hysterical that someone replied on it. Yeah, so I believe the top reply that had probably over like 200 likes it was something about yeah and i was banned from marrying jennifer aniston or something like that like just stuff that's never going to happen so i thought that was funny and um yeah georgia tech they weren't going to go to the tournament regardless so i don't think it's a i don't think we're at a big loss here of georgia tech not being allowed at the uh, ncaa tournament hopefully we don't have georgia tech fans listening because we're (laughs) we're kind of getting on them here yeah and and to add to that i think this also could set a precedent that Maybe some other schools may be banned from the 2020 NCAA tournament, potentially Kansas. So we will see uh, what's to come in the future with that. That would be very, very interesting because Kansas is going to be, I mean, a top, top-tier top team as always again this year, right? Yes. So very interesting stuff coming out of Georgia. I wonder if this does lead, uh, like you said, to uh, different teams getting some violations against them. But moving on to LaMelo Ball. And there's a lot of people who think LaMelo Ball is starting to become a real number one pick contender. Um, They recently had the NBL Blitz, um, which is basically the Australian League's like showcase, I guess. Is that correct to say? 
Um, it's it's essentially like their how they do their preseason. They yeah. just uh, have a different name for it. So they played. I, I know they played in a couple different areas. Um, we got to see R.J. Hampton also, who is also rising on the boards. Um, so is this? Are we just saying this because you know, hey, it's you know these guys playing against you know people who are not as good as them, and they're both rising up. Or is this really Lamella Ball? You know, rising up. Um, I think Lamella Ball. He does a lot of really great things, and he definitely has um, some outstanding potential. You know, he's very flashy with some of the passes that he can make, and obviously the deep threes. We've seen um, a bunch of different highlight clips. Um, and we actually saw LaMelo Ball back in January where I, I don't think it was his best showing. Um, but nevertheless, he definitely does have a lot of potential. Obviously, he's about six, 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 seven now. Maybe he could grow another inch or two. Mm-hmm. And they think he's sure. going to grow. They think he's going to yeah. grow more. I mean, can you yes. imagine like a point guard at like six, nine, six, ten? I mean, seriously, people think he'll be that tall. It's yeah, interesting. It might be. When we saw him, we saw, what was it, Spire against Garfield Heights? Or? It was against uh, Brush High School. Brush. Um, he definitely did not look like the best player on the court. No, I mean really I, even I close so. to it. it, it he he w- definitely was still good. I mean he was really great for. Yes. I mean he wasn't playing against top tier competition necessarily, but it was very interesting to watch him play at Spire, um, and how it, it seemed like he was a high schooler there. And a lot of what I've read about him now is that he doesn't look like a high schooler. He looks like he's more of a professional in the way he, that he acts and stuff. Uh, so do do you see this hype? Is he? Do you think he really has contention at the number one pick? Um, well, you know, I'm not going to, as much as I in the past have said, like, I don't know if he's a first-round draft pick. I'm not so sure yet. Um, these are the experts, so if they're saying he's top three, maybe he is. Who knows? I mean, we only did see one game. Um, my, I would lean towards him not being, like, a top three pick. I would say maybe he could still go lottery, but I just think there's other players, um, especially like Cole Anthony, who I think is better than him. Uh, you have Scotty Lewis, who I also think is probably a better player than LaMelo Ball. But then again, I haven't seen like a ton of games from these players, so who knows? I, I could definitely see LaMelo going top five. I do not think he is top two, top three. I think, like you said, Cole Anthony's a lot better. I love Anthony Edwards. I think those two guys are going to be two of the probably the top two picks. James Wiseman will be up there, but I think yes. both of them are better. It's not a center's game in the NBA anymore. Um, it's transitioning to more, you know, stretch fours and stuff. So I think he'll be a top five pick. I, I really do. It seems like his mechanics and stuff have gotten like really great and he's become more of a full player. Um, you know, when we saw him, there was a lot of turnovers and he turned the ball over a ton yes. and it seems like he's starting to clean that up. I mean, if you hear like how he talks about like how he's improving his game, he's not going to improve his shot more. He's going to eliminate the turnovers to uh, work on defensive mechanics. So I, I think he's going to get there. I really do. I think after this year, we'll, he'll really come out as definitely a top 10 talent. I think he'll be top five. I really do believe it. But moving forward um, to something that this is very interesting. ESPN came out with their top 100 NBA players for this upcoming season. I think it's the upcoming season. I think that's yes. you know what they determined it as. So uh, who is the best player this season? And we got some interesting stuff. Number one was not the same player as it's been for almost the whole time they've been doing this. Um, since the first time they did the ranks, it was LeBron James, and this year it was Giannis Antetokounmpo. What, what do you think about this? Um, I think this is just wrong, uh, to say the least. Um, Giannis should not be the number one player yet. Um, I think he will be in the future. He's the future face of the NBA. But uh, right now, uh, and going into the season as well, which, uh, and we were having a conversation about this, like how would we approach this? And the way I said I would approach this is, when I'm making my rankings, I'm saying, I'm kind of projecting, like, this season, who will be the top 50 or 100 players? And I would say that if he was healthy, now he's not, but if he was healthy, I would have Kevin Durant number one. And I would have LeBron number two, Kawhi Leonard number three. 
So that would be my top. I think I would have Giannis maybe five or six because I think he's still growing. And in the playoffs, um, we saw in the Eastern Conference Finals, he definitely had some flaws. Um, he needs to work on his shooting. So I wouldn't have him number one. So it's interesting. They have, what, Zion at like 49? They have him at 42. 42. And Zion hasn't played a, How many minutes of basketball has Zion played he in the played NBA? He's played zero he minutes. He's not played a minute. So why is he on these rankings? Why are we putting any rookie on the rankings? I don't understand that. That's number one. Number two, if we're going off of how we think they're going to do, like, I, don't, I don't get that either. Why, why are we not just ranking the best players? Like, I, don't, I don't understand. If Kevin Durant's not on here, then obviously they're doing it for the upcoming season. Now, I, I have a, one more point I'd like to make. Here's how I would make my rankings. And I think these are accurate. Everyone can get on me if they don't think it's accurate. But here's what I think is the perfect rankings. Um, at number one, is it's really not even close. It would be LeBron James. There's no one even close to him. So then... Now, bear with me here. I would do 99 no players. There'd just be a whole another 99 players where there's no one there. And then we can start putting other players. At 101, we can start putting another player. LeBron James is by far the best player in the NBA. He's the most impactful player in the world. He should be MVP every single year. And I strongly believe that. It is insane to me that he is number three on this list. And, I mean, like, I love Giannis. I think Giannis is a great player. But he is no LeBron. I love Kawhi Leonard. He's great. He has a better argument than I think Giannis has because he's actually won something. But he's no LeBron. Kevin Durant's an amazing player, even if he was playing this year, but he's no LeBron. No one is LeBron. LeBron should be easily the number one player. There's no question about it. I'm, I'm, truthfully, I'm insulted that this is what has come out from ESPN. But moving along to our next topic, um, the NBA has uh, come out that they want to get the specific heights and weights and ages of players moving forward um, by the first week of training camp. This is, I feel like we should always have the exact heights and ages and weights. I mean, what do you think about this? Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, this is insane that we're finally, just now, getting the correct heights and, in some cases, ages, as we uh, saw that Buddy Heald, apparently, they had his wrong age. So, very strange. Um, this is something that shouldn't have, it shouldn't have taken this long to get these correct, but hopefully... Uh, now that they're cracking down on it, they will. And it, it's interesting. Like when we have like players like Kevin Durant, where he has the infamous photo next to Demarcus Cousins with Team USA, where Demarcus Cousins is listed at what seven feet or six eleven, and Durant's at six nine, and it looked like he was like two inches taller than Demarcus Cousins. And I know we've had players in the past like Durant and Kevin Garnett's also one of them who wanted to be listed below seven feet tall, even though they probably were. It's like I don't. I mean, I don't understand this. I mean, maybe they want like players to. I mean, people have played against Kevin Durant. They they know he's tall. Like I don't know. I don't understand this. I don't know why they haven't just had their real heights. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but, I mean, I guess it's a good thing. The Buddy Heald thing's really weird where um, it says he was born in 93, his entire career. He's actually born in 92. What's the purpose? Why are we doing that? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. But moving along to small talk trivia, um, and, of course, this is when we ask each other a question. Hopefully we get it right. Uh, currently, the score is 12 to 10. So would you like to go first or do you want me to go first this week? Um, you can go first okay. since I'm in the lead. Okay. So it's it's a rare lead. So here, here's my question. This is, this is going to be a difficult one. It's about Heisman Trophy winners. So how many times since, you know, last year, I'll, I'll give you part of the question. Last year we had back-to-back winners from the same school in uh, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray last year. Um, so how many times in history has there been back-to-back winners from the same school? Okay. Now, this is going to include, here's, I'm going to give you two big clues vacated Heismans 
and additionally, back-to-back Heisman's by the same player. All right. So those are two significant clues. All right. I wish I had like a year that when I could do you like can you give me like the year when they started the Heisman Trophy? I can do that. If that um I believe there. they started in thirty five is when I have nineteen thirty five. Yes. Okay. That is okay, where I so, have it listed here. So the answer has to be a number, right? Of the number number of, of times, times that, that this, this has happened, happened where a school has had back to back winners. Okay, so I know USC has done it. Um Okay. And, and we're including Oklahoma? Or oh, no? we, we will include Oklahoma. Okay, so that's already two right there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. This is going to be very hard. It's going to be another shot in the dark like last week. Mm-hmm. Now, I got lucky last week, so I'm going to hope that I get lucky this week. I'm going to go with five. Is that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> This is amazing. I, I think you, you have it correct again. A shot in the dark, but you have it correct. I think this has been the third straight no week way. of just straight guesses. No The way. first time was in 36 and 37, and it was Yale. The second time was 45 and 46. It was Army. Then we go, I believe the next time was uh, Archie Griffin in 74 and 75 at Ohio State. Um, the time after that, I believe, was USC, which they do have a vacated uh, yeah, one with Reggie Bush, Bush, but Matt Leiner, Reggie Bush mm-hmm. in 0405. Um, and then, of course, we have the most recent time. So wow. that, that was amazing. I can't believe you got that right. But the score is now 13 to 10 with my question approaching. All right. So my question is going to be related to NFL records. Okay. Um, we have several teams that are still in the hunt to be 0-16 this year. The right. Miami Dolphins being one of them. Obviously, they've been very bad. They've been terrible. Um, can you name the two teams that went 0-16? There's only two teams in NFL history who have been 0-16. Can you name them? Okay, I can definitely name one. I know the Lions, I can't remember what year, but the Lions have gone 0-16. Yes, that's correct. The other team that has went 0-16, it has to be more recently, I think. Um, I know for a fact it was the Lions. Um, and I think I know the other one, actually. I think it's the Rams. That is incorrect. Oh, it literally no. just happened. It is not the Rams. <laughs> it literally like Oh, it was the like- Browns. <laughs> oh, no. I was thinking it was when it's Sam Bradford. Oh, God. That's embarrassing. That did just Browns happen. And the 2008 Lions You're were right. the correct answers. You're right. Didn't they tie a game? Did the Browns tie a game? No. No. 0 16. Oh, that's rough. I thought the Rams were the team with Sam Bradford. Oh. That's a rough one for sure. All right. Score is now 30 to 10. You are now distancing yourself a uh, great deal. Um, but moving along to randomly ranked. Today we have a very odd one. Yeah, this has to be one of the more uh, odd randomly ranks, I'd say. Yes. Yeah. This yeah, is It's a so. weird one. Um, we are going to rank the five best cheeses. Now, before you get in the comment section here, cheese is very important. Okay. Cheese, you add cheese to virtually anything. and it, it's an, right, right, Max? Upgrade. Immediate upgrade. Especially like if it's like a, a sandwich or something yes. like that. I can't eat a sandwich without no, cheese. No, yeah, it has to have cheese. It's, it's got to have cheese. I agree. Whether it's a slice or melt it, like it yeah. just makes it, it completes it. It does. I, I 100% agree. So um, I think what I, I went first in my question. Why don't you give us your top five cheeses? All right. So start off with number five. I'm going with Munster. This is a cheese that my dad would always go and, and buy at like the local market. And it's not as popular as like some of the... Uh, other it, cheeses it's not that popular I will name, for a reason that I will name, but it is very good. 
uh, it should be popular because it's very good. But number four, I'm going with cheddar. This is one of the more popular. It's very OG. basic. Um, so I won't say too much about that, but cheddar is great. You can add it to a lot of different things. Uh, number three, pepper jack. Pepper jack's very good with sandwiches as well, like making lunch meat. Number two, mozzarella. Uh, for obvious reasons, I love Italian food, love spaghetti. So mozzarella is the best kind of cheese you can have. Um, Parmesan's good too, but mozzarella is amazing. And number one, uh, my go-to that I put on subs, put on sandwiches, is provolone. So provolone's my number one. It's amazing. Provolone's a solid pick for sure. Here's going to be my top. I have a wacky fifth one, but I go with string cheese. Just string cheese in general is wonderful. I mean, who doesn't like string cheese? Number four, I have Swiss. Uh, I think a very underrated cheese. Number three, I have Colby Jack, just because it's a great combination. Number two, we have mozzarella. I feel like that's the ultimate cheese because it goes on pizza. And number one, I, I think there's a clear number one, but I'm going to go with cheddar. Cheddar is just the overall best cheese. Basic. Max, what is your top cheese? You, you got a top cheese? <sighs> you know what? I like While you guys were bouncing around ideas, I was sort of thinking about it, but I'm going to have to go with mozzarella. Like it's okay. the most... It's the most elusive cheese. I was gonna say it's, it's universal. There's yeah. a lot that could be done you with mozzarella. You could use it for like you could. I mean, I guess you could use it for nachos or something like that. But like at you, the you same can. time, you use it on pizza. Use it on a bunch M- of stuff. Mozzarella sticks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know you could put any cheese and some bread and be yeah. good, but you got mozzarella sticks. I, I feel like mozzarella is a, is a solid. Funny story one about sure. mozzarella sticks. I went to Denny's one time uh-huh. and uh, they I ordered mozzarella sticks and they brought out a plate of mozzarella sticks for me and there was no cheese in them like it was what? just breading and apparently like what? it leaked through the breading like while they were cooking them i didn't have to pay for them but they, it was just wow. it was just a hollow little stick of bread that is that is an odd story you don't get mozzarella sticks with one of the key ingredients i mean can you imagine getting pizza with just no sauce or no cheese that's virtually what happened just, a, uh, just be bread yeah it's, a, it's pretty much just bread that's a very interesting story, but yeah. moving along for Randomly Ranked, we're going to go right into our main topic. Um, go over some games that happened this past week in college football, week five. Um, the season's really moving along. Like I feel like the football season especially just moves so fast. But uh, to start off, we had a very interesting game with Clemson in North Carolina. Uh, it was 21-20. It was at North Carolina. Clemson almost lost. North Carolina scored at the end there and went for two. Do you like the decision to go for two there? Yes, I do. I, th- I think you might. You know, when you're going up against number one, I think you take your shot there. Um, if you go into overtime, you never know what's going to happen. Um, so I, th- I definitely like the decision. I like the gamble there. I, I actually don't like the gamble. I think if you're at home, especially if you're playing that big of a team, you go for the tie, you go over to overtime. You're in your home, uh, home field advantage. You go into overtime, and I, I think you duke it out. I, I think if you're away, you go for two. You try to end it. But if you're at home, uh, you go for one. I, I feel like that's a that's a rule I picked up from my roommate Ben. Shout out Ben. Um, but yeah, I I wouldn't have went for two. And also their play design at the end there was atrocious. It I was. I, yeah, I feel like you definitely could have come up with a better yes. play. Um, I love Mac Brown, but I was not a good play call. I don't know what they wanted to do with Sam Howell just run into the right side. I mean maybe it was maybe he it was an RPO. It looked like an RPO, and they, they I don't know why you run there. That it, it doesn't make sense. I I would definitely try to pass or you just run it right up the middle with a big running back but not definitely not with your quarterback um so interesting game Clemson escapes I mean it was really a hard-fought game like it was it was a very entertaining game um to watch Trevor Lawrence definitely did not play his best there um and it's interesting to see like a vulnerable Clemson I mean do, do you do you see them being, being this vulnerable going forward um I think this was kind of um 
I don't think this is going to happen too often. I still think they're one of the best teams. Now, with this result, they should move down the rankings. I would definitely move Alabama ahead of them, potentially even in a Georgia, maybe even in Ohio State, um, just because it was so close uh, to a loss. Now, another thing I noticed is the onside kick. Now, after um, that they failed the two-point conversion, North Carolina on an onside kick, and they almost got that too. So really, Clemson escaped here, and I think they've got to be lucky here. I definitely don't think they should move down. I, mean, I guess if anything, you move Alabama up. But I don't know if I'd move them down, especially not below any other team. I mean, what, there's close games. Close games happen. I, I don't think that necessarily means they're they're a worse of a team because of it. Um, I definitely don't think North Carolina is the greatest team in the world, but I would not move Clemson down. Uh, definitely not farther than two. Um, but moving along, Ohio State uh, won 48-7 over Nebraska. I, I wouldn't say this is surprising, but as a whole— what what do you think of Ohio State? Is Ohio State like really like a top two three team? Um, I I think they're one of the best four teams. I I do think they'll make the playoff. Um, with their schedule, I think they should go undefeated. I think they have a really good chance of doing so. Um, now the question is, are they the best team? And I, there was a lot of Ohio State fans on Twitter who were proudly uh, proclaiming that they were mm-hmm. proudly saying, yes, we're the best team. It's Ohio State and. I think it's a little too soon to say that, but they definitely do look good. I definitely love Justin Fields' game. Um, do, do you think they're the best team? Um, I think they're playing like the best team right now. That is my hot take. I, I think they are playing like it. However, let's just look at the competition they've played. There's no one here that they have played that I thought was really crazy good. I, I'm impressed by going into Nebraska. There's game day there and you know winning emphatically. I think they are currently playing like the best team, but I'm very interested when they play like a top-tier team, what's going to happen. I love Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is so, so, so good. Um, I do not think they will make the playoff, and I actually hope they don't, not because I'm a Michigan fan, but because I seriously think I, I want the four best teams in, and I think Georgia, Oklahoma, Alabama, and Clemson are the four best teams. So, I, However, I, I will change this opinion. If Ohio State goes undefeated, which I do not think is far-fetched, in Georgia or Oklahoma, if Georgia win loses more than one game, because they have to play Alabama eventually, or if Oklahoma loses a game, then I think Ohio State will be put up into the playoff. That is my thing about Ohio State. I think they are amazing, and they're definitely at least the fifth best team in the nation. There's not another team I think that is clearly ahead of them, but I do not think they are one of the four best teams. So for right now, I hope they don't make the playoff for that reason. So then with like that hypothetical hypothetical kind of going along with that because we have a lot of these debates at the end of the season when uh the college football playoffs being decided if you have a one loss georgia with a loss to alabama and say it's between them and ohio state and undefeated ohio state who would you put in the playoff for that fourth spot i think it would be tough i think we would have to go back and really dissect the wins and loss or the the wins that each team has um if I mean, the one loss, I don't know if they play Alabama during the year, but if the one loss is during the SEC championship, I think that, you know, that it's tough. It hurts them a little bit. Right. Um, I, It's going to be tough. I, I still would like to see Georgia in that situation just because I think Georgia is better, but I would not be upset with either team making it. I, I, I don't see a case where in that situation that both teams do not have a good case to make it, if that makes sense. So I would not be unhappy with either team making it in that situation. Um, but moving along, we are going to go over to the Notre Dame game. Uh, where they played Virginia. Um, it seemed like this was hard-fought kind of towards the end. Um, it ended up being 35-20 Notre Dame. Um, I actually do not see the hype in Notre Dame. I, I don't like Notre Dame quite as much as other people do. 
Um, they are a little bit banged up right now, um, but they're at home against Virginia. I know Virginia's you know ranked. They're definitely not bad, but I this game shouldn't have been as close for most of it as it was, in my opinion. Um, I I think I'm gonna slightly disagree. I think Notre Dame really impressed me last weekend against Georgia, so I still do think they're uh, a really good team. Now, um, in this game, eh, they they played all right. I mean. Virginia, I don't, I don't really believe in Virginia. Honestly, I don't think Virginia is the greatest team. So, um, you know, fifteen point win, it's okay. But you know, we'll see in the rest of the season. Uh, Notre Dame has some other good games coming up with good opponents. So we'll see how they fare. Yeah, moving along uh, to finish up this recap, Utah and Washington. Let's make this one or Washington State. State, excuse me. We'll make this one quick. This game was close for a little bit, and then it went away. Are you more unimpressed with Washington State or more impressed with Utah? Uh, probably more unimpressed with Washington State. I don't think they're all that great. Um, now, watching this game, I think the main takeaway for me is that Utah is just very fun to watch. I love watching their offense. Yeah, um, so that's going to be it for a recap. Uh, th- this wasn't the most interesting week in college football, but there ended up being some good games, I think. Uh, but moving along to next week, um, week six, college football, um, we have a lot of interesting games here. The first one I want to go over is Auburn, Florida. Who do you have in this game? Um, I have Auburn winning this game. I'm not a huge believer in Florida, so I got Auburn. Um, I actually have Florida. Uh, Florida's at home. They are the lower-ranked team, but I'm incredibly impressed with Florida, and I'm not as impressed with Bo Nix. I thought he would be a little bit better than he is. Uh, Next game, we have Oregon and Cal. Um, So, obviously, California just lost, um, but this is still two good teams playing. Does Justin Herbert do it? Yeah, I I think Auburn's going to—or, I mean, not Auburn. Oregon's going to win this one— Again, not too impressed with Cadet Cal, just as I'm not very impressed with Florida. So I think uh, Oregon will win this one. Mm-hmm. Two last games really quick. We have Michigan and Iowa. Uh, it's at Michigan, number 20, Michigan versus 14, Iowa. Who do you have in this game? Um, so Iowa, one of the undefeated teams we have left. And next week, that will be no more. I have Michigan winning this one. I, I will give my prediction a little bit later during our quick <laughs> prediction. Uh, moving along, the 730 game, Michigan State at Ohio State. This is going to be a very good game. What do you think about this one? Uh, Michigan State, speaking of teams I'm not impressed with, definitely not impressed with Michigan State. Don't think they're all that great. So I think Ohio State takes this one, probably in a blowout, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are my two least favorite teams. Um, however, one of them is atrocious and can't count, so I cannot possibly pick them. Michigan State will not even come close to winning. I think Ohio State wins by more than four scores. Um, let's move on over to the NFL for the last couple minutes here. Who, who's impressed you? At this point, you know, I know we're recording this before the week four games. Uh, wh- what do you what do you like in from what teams? Um, I like the Ravens a lot. Thank you. Um, after that, after last weekend against the Chiefs, coming very close to almost coming back and beating them in Arrowhead Stadium. So very impress- impressed by the Ravens. I think they're the third best team in the AFC. So that's my team. Um, I agree they are the third best team right now. However, I think next time... If the Chiefs and Ravens play again, I think the Ravens will get it. The Ravens did not play their best football that game, and I think the Chiefs did. I mean, Patrick Mahomes looked really, really good. Uh, so I I would definitely bet on the Ravens if they were to play again. I was incredibly impressed with this game. I didn't think it would be as close as it was, especially down to the wire. I mean, the Ravens have another minute of time, and they probably could have at least you know dro- drove down the field. Uh, Lamar did not play well in the first half and played much better in the second. I think if Lamar has games that are even just okay for him, they could definitely pull that out. Um, who I'm impressed with is Shaquille Barrett of the Buccaneers. He has eight sacks in three games. Eight sacks. Wow. If you have eight sacks in a season, that is impressive. 
So I'm incredibly impressed. And what's more impressive is the Buccaneers are only paying him $5 million a year. That's even more impressive to me. So the Buccaneers getting an amazing signing is the most impressive thing to me. Uh, let's move along to the games for Week 5. What games do you find really interesting here? Um, I think the main one that probably stands out is the Packers-Cowboys. That's the one I'm most interested in watching. Are you a believer in the Packers? Um, you know, I think last week I was saying how I wasn't too sure about Aaron Rodgers, but I still think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's not someone you necessarily want to bet against. So I do think the Packers are very good. I think they'll make the playoffs. Whether they'll make the Super Bowl, I, I'm not so sure about that, though. Mm-hmm. I am not a huge believer in the Packers. I think they're all right. I'm a very big believer in the Cowboys. I think Dak Prescott is so good. Zeke is playing amazing. Amari Cooper is off the charts. I think their defense is flowing. I'm incredibly impressed with the Packers or the Cowboys. I think they emphatically take this game. Um, what do you think about the Seahawks and Rams? That's that's definitely an interesting game. This is in Seattle. Um, who, who would you take? Um, uh, this one's a tough one because in, you know Seattle's so tough at home. So I think I'd lean towards the Seahawks, but I'm I'm very hesitant in that prediction. I, I would definitely take the Rams. How the Bengals played the Seahawks in Seattle, I, I was not impressed with the Seahawks. Um, I know they haven't been horrible. I I haven't been super impressed by the Rams either, but I think the Rams will take this game. Uh, let's do one more game really quick here. Um, we have Vikings and Giants. Now, you would think this wouldn't be that big of a game, but I want to talk about it because Daniel Jones, first game, he played really, really well. Um, so much so where I told my roommate Ben to pick him up because he had some quarterback issues on his fantasy team. Could the Giants take this one against a pretty impressive Vikings team? Um, they are at home, but I think I'd still learn to lean towards the Vikings. I'm not too high on the Giants, so I'd take the Vikings. I think I'd probably agree there um, for that game, but Daniel Jones is looking impressive. Um, to wrap up the episode today, we're going to go over our quick predictions. Um, my quick prediction for the week is Michigan beating Iowa at home by at least three scores. Wow. I am... Not impressed with Iowa. I don't think they're that great. I'm hoping Michigan has woken up. They went to an open practice this past weekend in New Jersey. Or excuse me, it was in Michigan, um, but it was against the team in New Jersey, uh, Rutgers. So I I think they will take this one by at least three scores. What is your quick prediction for the week? Uh, My quick prediction is that um, right now there are 18 undefeated teams left in college football. I will say that there will be 12 um, next weekend at this time. That's, that's, That's a good number. That's a lot of teams. Um, but that'll be it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to our wonderful producer, expert, master, human in the world, Max Marco. We appreciate you. Thank you guys for, for letting me be a part of this. Appreciate of course. it. Um, guys, we're we on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn. There's no reason not to listen. Um, please follow us on Twitter, both Trevor, Max, and myself, and also the Small Baller Podcast at Small Baller Pod. Uh, leave us a review, a comment, tweet at any one of us. We'd love to hear Um, what you guys have to say. uh, Give us ideas for the episode, what you want to hear from us. Um, With that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Go Falcons.